I think one of the most important elements in getting an idea and then getting it to the market is perseverance. You just cannot quit. You can't let go if you believe in it and if it works. From Innovate Mississippi, this is Origins of Innovation. Raw, honest conversations with the founders on the then and now of their Mississippi-based startups. And now here's your host, Gary Watts. Welcome to Origins of Innovation. I'm Gary Watts, and my guest today is Michelle Morton, creator of the MaxBit. Michelle, we're so thankful that you came in today, and we look forward to kind of hearing about you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, and how you got to the point before you started this endeavor. Well, it is great to be here. I want to say thanks to you and Innovate staff for inviting me. And yes, I'd love to tell you about the beginning. The Max bit was actually born as what we called the Powered Garden Tool because it takes power, but when you put power behind it, it actually does what it does today. So the beginning, the story goes like this. I was a single mom. So for all those single moms out there, I want you just to take heart. There's hope at the end of the tunnel. So I am working on the weekends, teaching school during the week. And on the weekends, I'm gardening and generally in the yards of the elderly because they can't get out and do what they love to do. So they would hire me to come and plant all their flowers and all their greenery. I'd take trips to the garden centers and I'd come back with lots of flats of annuals, color they call them. And then I would take my trowel and my shovel and I would begin to dig. By the end of the day, I couldn't hardly move. So I'd drive myself home, go to sleep, get up to go to church the next morning and couldn't hardly get out of the bed. And I'd think to myself, there must be a better way. And I would say this over and over. And literally, this is how it happened. On a Wednesday night, I'm sitting in church. I have no idea what the pastor's talking about because I'm still tired from the weekend before digging and planting all these annuals and perennials for one of my clients. And an idea dropped from heaven, it seemed like, and I began to sketch out the idea. And all I could say at that point was, this will work. This will work. So because of your experience in just trying to make extra income on the weekends, then you came up with this new innovative technology that makes it a lot easier to plant annuals or any kind of plants. That's exactly right. You know, sometimes when you don't know what to do, you just defer to what you know to do. And I knew how to work in the yard. And the idea that I had in my mind of what could work actually became a reality on paper. And from that point, then you have to build a prototype to actually prove that it will work. You know, in school, you hear a lot of things that are theoretical in textbooks, but then you have to actually put it into practice in the workplace. So that was our next step, was building the prototype. And I had a lot of help doing that. And we experimented over and over, threw some away, took some ideas from others. And it was actually building this curved angle that we now have patented as the powered garden tool that we call the Max Bit that actually does what I needed for it to do in the beginning, digs that perfect hole every time. All right. So that means that you, as a teacher, an educator, you work in the college system. Yes, you sir. had to learn a lot about the patent office and how to go through all that. Or did you get some help with that? Yes, to both of those. I did have to learn a lot about that. We had a gentleman that had been through the patent process in an inventor's group, and he helped guide me along the way. Maybe because of my educational background, I was able to read and study and actually put a patent together and submit it to the USPTO. And in 2003, we were able to actually get a patent. So had some help. 
and was able to learn a lot and do do a lot of it myself. So 2003, you've been at this quite a while. We have. So give us some kind of a brief history of what happened between 2003 and then when you actually had a product to sell. Give me those steps and how long that took. That's a great question. And as I delineate these steps, I want to encourage anyone that's listening to, I think one of the most important elements in getting an idea and then getting it to the market is perseverance. You just cannot quit. You can't let go if you believe in it and if it works. And once we build the prototype, we began to demonstrate it at different events all over the state of Mississippi. And I began to contact those that I thought might be interested in licensing the product. Had some good leads, some bad leads, just continued in the steps that I needed to take a little along the way. And then as all of us have these circumstances in our life happens and Both of my parents passed away after a long illness and having to take care of parents. And so there were ups and downs, not able to kind of complete it completely all the way through. And then we landed back at Innovate's Think Tank table and were able to land a manufacturer right here in the state of Mississippi. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get engaged with Innovate and tell us how they helped you along the way? Innovate has been around for a long time and they also have developed into what they are today, a great outreach arm in helping people like myself and others that have ideas. And I was familiar with Innovate several years ago, back in the late 1990s. We worked on another project with this inventors group I mentioned earlier. And so I thought, let's just get back involved with Innovate. Let's see, I'm at this place where I feel not stuck, but I didn't know what the next step was. So we scheduled a meeting and said, I have done all I know to do to reach out to entities to license this product. So I think I'm going to have to take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and step into the manufacturing arena, which I absolutely knew nothing about. Again, going back into a a learning curve. So that's when Innovate stepped in and they helped pair you up to collaborate with someone locally here in Mississippi. Tell me a little bit about that. They did. At that time, Joe Jordan was working with Innovate. Dr. Jordan said, you know, I think I have somebody that's interested in helping you with this tool. So we took a trip to West Point, Mississippi and sat down across the table from David Orman. He owns Orman Manufacturing and Fabrication in West Point. He looked at the garden tool, which at that point didn't have a name. This is at the very beginning uh, of 2016. And he said, you know, I can do this. How many do you need? And those were the words that I had been waiting for all those years. And so I'd like to say the rest is history, but really the rest that leads us up today at 2018 is amazing what we've been able to do and accomplish with a team in just two years. So what was that year? That was 2016 that you had that conversation? That's right, Gary, at the beginning of 2016. And so it was January. And in March of 2016, most people know that in Mississippi, there's the largest garden extravaganza show in March. And so in the middle of March, we went to that show. We had one product at that point. It's what we call the Max Fit 4-inch. It was black. And they just flew off the shelf with everyday gardeners that came through that garden show. And it was at that point that we thought, okay, we've got a winner. So after that experience, then you developed other products based on feedback from customers? Absolutely, as well as things that I already had in my mind's eye, so to speak. But we got some really good feedback from customers during that show. By May, which was another show that Mississippi holds that is a wholesale market show, we entered that show as well. And at that point, we had what we call the Max Fit 6-inch, which is a larger dig, digs a bigger hole for your potted plants. And we also had developed an extension, a 25-inch extension that fit on both the Max Fit 4-inch and 6-inch so that a gardener, whether old or young or a landscaper that needs to plant many plants at one time, 
could do it from standing. Wow. So we entered that show with three products and four different colors. So the colors really probably helped it jump off the shelves, too. I believe it did, along with a display that a large paper company helped us to develop. All right. So you've got this manufacturer in Mississippi. Are they still your only manufacturer? They, yes. So they still do all your manufacturing here in our state. Yes. How did you find retail establishments and what relationships have you developed to try and get this to the general population? That's a great question. Phone calls, in-store visits. I had already been familiar with several garden centers because, remember, I'm a gardener and did that on the weekend. So I was already familiar with all the different garden centers, at least locally within our area here in the Jackson region. At the show in May, the wholesale show, we picked up Mid-South Nurseries in Tupelo, Mississippi. We picked up some stores outside of Mississippi in both Louisiana and Arkansas and then expanded that reach within our local area. I felt like that if I could prove the product in my own backyard, in the state of Mississippi, that at that point I could take the MaxFit with confidence into regional and the national level. So lots of phone calls, lots of in-store visits. So just really grassroots marketing is what you did. It is. And that grassroots marketing got us to a place where we realized there's another step that we need to make and we had another meeting with Innovate. That's where they kind of stepped in and kind of gave you some guidance. The guidance came early on, but what came at this step was seed funding. Okay, so that's where you got the money that you needed to really take this to the next level. Yes, we were encouraged to go before the board and request some seed funding. We needed to go to the next level, which for us was national branding. We needed the look to be the same across the board. I had developed what I knew in my own mind. I'm not a marketer. Another tidbit I would say to those that are listening, do what you can do and know what you can't do. And look for team members that you can put on your team that have got the quality and expertise that you don't have. And that's what's going to help take you to the next level. Let's talk a little bit about the pricing of the units and the affordability of them. And what does the end consumer pay for something like this? Sure. Right now, we're setting a map pricing. You know, the minimum advertised price. It's highly recommended in the marketplace because there is such a fluctuation of prices across the board especially with a lot of the major competitive retailers online. So we've set our map pricing for all three products. Now I'm going to start with the small, the MaxFit 4-inch right now. It retails not only on our website, but across the board for $39.95. Now keep in mind, it's a Made in USA product. When you pick it up, you're going to go, wow, this is very well made. Substantial. It's very substantial. And then the MaxFit 6-inch retails for $49.95. And with the extension, if you want to do it from standing up, you can buy the extension for just $24.95. You know, I garden as much as I have to garden, <laughs> as much as my wife needs me to garden. I wouldn't think forty nine ninety five would stop me from buying something if it made it a lot easier. And it does. We like to say that it digs the perfect hole every time. You mentioned earlier about technology, and it really is. It's technology because of how the blades are fashioned and how we've been able to patent that technology. When it goes in the ground, it actually forms a hole, pushes the dirt not out in your face, but out into the dirt to make that hole and leaves you just enough dirt at the top. But when you put that plant in the hole, you just put that little bit of dirt back around the hole. It does the same thing in dirt that a drill bit does in steel or wood, leaving you that perfect hole. Yeah, it just makes all the sense in the world. It kind of makes you think, why did it take so long for you to come up with the idea, huh? Absolutely. Like a lot of other products that we see on the market, we just think that's so simple. Why didn't I come up with right. that? 
who was your first customer of the product? Who's the first type customer you had when you sold it? We had a lot of individuals that came by and bought the MaxBit, the first show that we had in March in 2016. But one that I remember that gave us a callback feedback at the table, he said, I want one of those. I'm going home and I'm about to plant 200 tomato plants and I'll be able to do it in record time instead of having to get down on my knees and dig the hole. That was really good feedback. I apologize. I do not remember his name. That's all right. But the store that first supported us and still continues to support us is Green Oak Nursery right here in Jackson, Mississippi on Old Canton. Yes. And that's Karen and Mar Mackey. All right. Tell me a little bit about your mission work and how you have incorporated this product in some of your ministry. Well, we have family that's involved overseas in nonprofit work. They have actually five different arms, if you are areas, that they do this missions work over in the country of Nepal. It's been my heart to be able to help in a bigger way. So what we do, we can't really give back in that this is a developing country. We can't say for every one of the max bits we sell, we'll give one of the max bits to this country because right now that's not going to help them. They're still developing. And in the areas where they need it, oftentimes they don't have electricity. And it takes either a battery-powered pack or an electrical pack to run the household drill that you put this max bit in. But what we do is we set aside a certain amount of funds into what we call a giving account. And then there are projects that we can participate in. For example, this past year, they experimented by building one greenhouse up in the Himalayas. The only food that grows up there because it's so cold is potatoes. And so there are a lot of health issues in that region. In fact, up until just a few years ago, when they birthed a child, they didn't even name their children until they were five years old because they didn't know whether they were going to live or not. And so that just ripped my heart. I thought we have to do something to help in whatever way we can. So we're going to participate in building more greenhouses. So for the first time, they've grown some greens. They brought up chickens and laid eggs. So we're very excited about being able to participate in these projects. Tell me about some hurdles personally that you've kind of experienced as you've gone through this process. Let me start with, number one, I would say the educational hurdle is probably one. I think oftentimes when something's presented to us, we'll say, well, I don't know anything about that. And it'll cost me too much to try to find somebody that can do this for me or teach me. Sometimes our thinking stops us from going any further. But I have found that when I have an idea or if something's presented to me, if I'll just give it some thought and some prayer, it's like a door opens up or there's information that comes my way. But sometimes we have to fight that mindset. So I think education and teaching myself these learning curves was probably one of the things that was a hurdle. I mentioned earlier another one, probably number two, is just family situations, life that happens. In that, I would say just continue to hold on to what it is that you've got. You know, it may just be a pause moment. But when that family situation comes to an end, you can pick it back up. And probably the third one is just myself, just like I'm a woman. Can I do this? Thinking about my own insecurities or my own handicaps and just having to press through those issues and just thinking, okay, well, I got this sitting in church. (laughs) And so there must be something to it. So I've got to just be faithful with this. I want to continue making phone calls, call Joe Jordan. I would call Innovate and talk to different ones and say, this is where I'm stuck. Do you know somebody I can talk to? And I have found that if I'm willing to help others, then others are willing to help me. Tell me a little bit about your highs and your lows through this experience. And I know it's been a long period of time, but certainly you've experienced both. So, you know, explain to us a little bit about what those were. When we circled back around and met with Innovate, the timeline was December the 18th, 2015. 
thinking about all the things from the time that I got the idea to writing the patent to doing all the footwork to try to get where we were at the table in 2015, a week before Christmas, we're meeting, discussing, is there anything else that we can do? And I probably was at the point of letting go of it. There had been personal tragedy in my own family, and I just thought, I think I've come to the end of this. It's just been so long that maybe I'm not supposed to do anything with it. And when Joe Jordan looked and said, I think that there's somebody that might be interested in doing this. And then fast forward to, I think it was January the 8th. It was just after the new year in 2016, sitting across the table from someone that had worked on the Humvees that they sent to Afghanistan. I mean, this is a manufacturer that everybody knows throughout the state of Mississippi. You know, then I'm sitting across from him thinking, wow, and you're willing to help me? That was a high. That was a big high for me. And I didn't realize at the time how much of an answered prayer, if I can say that, that it actually was for him because he had been wanting to adopt, so to speak, a personal project and do something himself instead of working on everyone else's projects. He wanted to do something that was personal that he could signature in himself. So me bringing that to him was helping him as much as it was helping me. And then probably over the course of the last two years, I've had plenty of opportunities to think, what have I bitten off? What am I doing? You know, because you don't start anything like this without a great investment, not only with your time, but with your finances. And it just takes a lot of faith to really know that you're going in the right direction and believe that this big investment over here is going to pay off. Sometimes we think there's not enough hours in the day to pay the debt that I owe. And if we take that on, we think, wow, we'll get up underneath that and just quit. But again, I go back to the very beginning. God gave me this. And so that must mean that he's going to show me the way all the way through. And I would just stop long enough to not be overwhelmed and think, okay, what is the next step? You know, making phone calls. Some folks were interested. Some folks weren't. And I had to not let that stop me from knowing that what we were doing was the right thing. Well, you mentioned earlier that you taught at Mississippi College. So how did you balance your day job with this new idea? Because I'm sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening out there that are having to do the same thing. Well, I I put in a lot of hours, Gary. (laughs) It just takes effort, doesn't it? It does take a lot of effort. I was up early in the morning. I had to learn to be very organized. I kind of stepped back and looked at my day and I thought, is there any time in my day that I'm wasting? Is there a place where I can prepare for my studies for my classes at MC and still, when I finish, be able to go home or make phone calls during breaks or make calls on store managers, you know, after I'm through with class? It was really balancing all that. And I learned how to use Google Calendar really well. So you're kind of forced to use technology when you have so much going on. Makes you wonder how they did it without all this technology. That is the truth. I don't know if it weren't for my phone and keeping up with things that are going on, I would have let some things slip through the cracks. Tell me where you think the future of this is going for MaxBit and future product ideas or things that you see in the future. Well, that's a very exciting question because the doors are really beginning to open up since the seed funding, which took place just six months ago. We were able to launch all of the branding that you can see on all our social media sites and our website, which is, of course, just worldwide web with the MaxBit, T-H-E-M-A-X-B-I-T dot com. You'll see how we've been able to launch this incredible look and take that to trade shows. We were encouraged by some good friends and also one of our team players that helped with a lot of the branding and social media 
to go to America's Mart in Atlanta in January. So we've just gotten back from this big market, and it's the first national market that we've done. Until that point, we'd done local shows and had done really well. We've been all over the state and done lots of different small and large trade shows. But going to Atlanta was a stretch, not only a stretch financially, but not knowing. I'm a planner, so I kind of like to know what's going to happen, and I didn't really know what to expect. And when we got there, we were blown away. It was a five-day market, and during that five days, we were able to see where we're going to be able to go over the next five years. And we made some very good contacts while we were there that I'll mention just a little bit about. But we picked up 15 different states and 21 different stores. So now we have stores as far west as Colorado and as far east as New York. We were so excited at how excited the buyers and often store owners for these large garden centers all over the United States were about the product. So that's our right now where we are still shipping out product to some of the stores. You mentioned your team. Tell me a little bit about who your team is at this point in time. Team one, of course, is my husband, whose name is Max. And there's a small story behind that with the name of the tool, the Max bit. Well, we'd like to hear it. Tell us about it. Well, we were back and forth thinking, what are we going to call this powered garden tool? And I knew that the name was going to be significant because I knew it would be branded. And we want it to be a household name, just like Kleenex is a household name or Sticky Notes. So we put a lot of thought and prayer into it. Again, being an educator and a researcher, I went back and just reread some of the emails, some of the communiques that we had been back and forth with, with Innovate thinking about all the things that pertain to what we're doing with this garden tool. And the word max means great or big. And of course, the word bit, it's like an oxymoron, right? Because bit means small. But we know that the word bit actually can be a noun or a verb because it's the max bit that actually digs the hole. It does a big job, and it's also a big bit in comparison to a drill bit that you would put on a drill for steel or wood. And I'm not sure how to wrap it up, but just to tell you that the fact that my husband's name is Max just made it all the more correct. Kind of all tied it together. It did. All right. Yes. So you got your husband, Max. Anybody yes. else on the team? Yes. Not full time now, but we outsource lots of different activities. We've got some admin help. We've got some marketing help. We've got Innovate. We include them as a team, of course. And our manufacturer is a team player as well. David Orman, I've mentioned his name. And initially, Joe Jordan really helped us. He now is with MMA. And we've got a team that works remotely, a legal team that helps us with things that it involve take, USBTO. It takes a lot of people, doesn't it? It does. It does. And the right people. You want good team players. What's your best advice for someone struggling to take their idea forward? First of all, give me a call. We would love to talk with anybody and we'll do that free. We were helped by many different individuals to get us where we are today. And so I feel obligated to be able to help others. And we have. And you can find our contact information on our website. In addition to that, depending on how far along you are with your idea, Because I find that most people are very excited and they don't even have it written down on paper yet. It's just an idea. So if you really believe in it, there's about three things that you need to do. Number one, you need to write it down, draw it out if you can, and you need to document. In other words, draw a photo and then legend it like in context. What is this and what does it do? Find somebody that you trust to sign off on it and date it so that this is the date that you came up with the idea. That may be very important later. If someone else comes up with an idea and then beats you to market, but yet you were the first one and you were just in the process of trying to get it done. 
And all that takes place in the patent process. So you need to know who got the idea first, write it down, date it, and sign it with somebody. And then at that point, try to build a prototype. You've got to take that theory on paper and prove it to see if it actually logistically works. And once you do that, look for some help. And let's go to the next step. Well, Michelle, we really appreciate you coming in. It's been a delight to meet you and hear about your product. And I'm excited about the future. And we'll be thinking about you, and and hopefully everything will grow even bigger than it is now. Thank you so much. And again, I want to say thank you to all of Innovate for being a team player. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. For more origin stories of Mississippi-based innovators, be sure to subscribe to the show at originsofinnovation.com. Our show is produced by Pottery Studios and sponsored by Fuse.Cloud. Learn how you can effortlessly connect your workplace to the cloud with a comprehensive suite of cloud-based services by visiting Fuse.Cloud today.